0: N-P-R.
1: Around the globe and here in the U.S., it has been a summer of record-breaking heat. And for those who have to work in the heat, whether it's outside on a farm or a construction crew or inside in a kitchen or a warehouse, extreme heat is a growing threat. Just a few days ago, President Biden addressed the issue. The number one weather-related killer is heat. 600 people die annually from its effects, more than from floods, hurricanes, and tornadoes in America combined. And even those places that are used to extreme heat have never seen it as hot as it is now for as long as it's been. Now, despite that, there is an ongoing fight at the federal, state, and local levels over how to deal with heat and workplace safety. So, worker advocates, they're pushing for more regulations, and a handful of states have passed protections for workers in extreme heat. But there's also been pushback. In Oregon, for instance, businesses sued to try and block heat safety rules there. And in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott recently signed a law repealing local rules that would have required water breaks for construction workers. Now, the argument for a lot of businesses is that these regulations are not necessary, and they would also hurt the bottom line. But what if they're wrong about that? This is The Indicator for Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. Extreme heat is estimated to cost the U.S. tens of billions of dollars a year in lost productivity. And last year, we spoke to an economist who argues heat safety regulations could be a win-win-win for workers, businesses, and the economy. So with record-breaking temperatures, we thought this is a good time to revisit that conversation. And that's what's coming up after the break. When it comes to workplace heat safety regulations, we're going to focus on a state that has been at the forefront of this kind of thing. California. It's always California, isn't it? Such a tryhard. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We love you, California. In the mid-2000s, though, California was one of the first states to pass rules aimed at protecting outdoor workers on hot days. And now they're looking to do the same thing for indoor workers. So people who work in restaurants, factories,
3: warehouses greenhouses. These kinds of workers make up nearly 20% of workers' compensation claims due to heat injuries. And so the new proposed regulation requires employers to do certain things, like to train employees on how to respond to extreme heat, to track the temperature, to provide more breaks and more water on hot
1: days. But before any of that can actually go into effect, state regulators wanted to understand the potential economic impact the costs and benefits, particularly for businesses. So to do that, the state commissioned a study from this economic think tank called the RAND Corporation, and that is where David Metz got involved.
0: I'm a senior quantitative analyst at the RAND Corporation.
1: David's what's called an applied economist, using the tools of econ to help policymakers make decisions about stuff.
0: We're the guys in the background doing the the lighting, the DJing, um analyzing the flow of information and trying to describe what's happening.
1: Are you picturing like a party of economists and like the uh, the econometricians are over here and the theoretical people are over here and then you're over in the DJ booth?
0: We're the fun guys in the uh,
1: economics world. <laughs> <laughs> we think all economists are the fun ones. Yeah, you're all fun. So <laughs> David and his colleagues sitting in their metaphorical DJ booth they took on this task of doing a cost-benefit analysis on California's proposed indoor heat safety rules. They researched, they crunched the data, they got input from worker advocates and business groups. And here's what they found. Starting with the cost side of the ledger, they found this regulation would cost California businesses on the whole $100 million a year. Okay, so that's a big number, but California's a big state. So uh,
3: let's put that into perspective.
0: The cost of these measures are likely to be a few hundred dollars per employee per year. And the typical establishment might pay $1,000 or more per year installing new ventilation equipment, taking time to train workers and supervisors and recognizing the symptoms of heat illness. And you're potentially asking them to sideline workers in providing rest breaks throughout the day.
3: And when we're talking about which businesses will bear a lot of this new cost, David says we're not actually talking about things like, I don't know, metal foundries where some workers might spend all day near a giant blast furnace. I mean that that is pretty hot. Those kind of operations, though, they've got experience with heat, and they tend to have pretty robust heat safety protocols. So instead, it will be workplaces where the possibility of heat injury is not as obvious, and they may have to make a lot of changes. So places like dry cleaners or restaurants or warehouses.
0: I think there's a unacknowledged heat risk, particularly in supply chain and logistics, um, particularly when you are unloading trucks, which can sit out in the heat for hours, and then you bring them up to a loading dock, and the temperature inside the truck is, is over a hundred degrees, and you have workers going in and out of a, a very hot environment. David says that these kinds of
3: places will probably shoulder most of that one hundred million dollars a year cost, including a
1: lot of money up front. But David thinks that this is a cost actually worth incurring because when they estimated the potential benefits of the regulation. They found it would help businesses grow their bottom line by about $200 million a year, mainly because businesses would see an uptick in worker productivity. And this raises an obvious
3: question, which is, well, if this is so beneficial to businesses, why aren't they doing it already? And David has a few theories, and he says that it could be something to do with the fact that the risk of heat injury isn't something that a lot of businesses have had to think about in the past and the connections between heat and productivity may not be obvious for some
0: managers. The injury rate increases as temperatures rise. There's plenty of scientific evidence to support this. Worker cognition and decision-making capability declines in hot environments. One study found that office productivity declines for each degree the indoor temperature rises above 75 degrees And we see this across countries and across economic sectors. Keeping employees
3: cool will mean fewer of them keeling over when the warehouse or the kitchen or the truck becomes uncomfortably
0: hot. We estimate, based on recent trends, that heat mitigation measures in the workplace could reduce about 200 injuries a year and about one to two deaths per year in indoor work environments.
1: Believe it or not, economists actually have time-tested ways of translating things like injury and death into dollars and cents. So when David and crew ran the numbers, they estimate the reduction in heat injury and death would add another $200 million a year in benefits.
3: And add to that the increased productivity gains and the heat safety rules are estimated to produce a total of $400 million a year on the benefit side of the ledger. So compare that to the $100 million in business costs. That is a four to one ratio. So for David, this is a very clear argument for implementing the
1: regulations. And, And this is also why we found this study so intriguing, right? Because The debate over regulations often seems to frame the situation as like a zero-sum choice between business or labor, productivity or safety. And what this study suggests is that heat safety regs are actually a win-win.
3: Plus, David says that if nothing changes, workers, especially low-income
0: ones, could pay a heavy price. Lower-wage workers are more likely to work in dangerous occupations and live and work in areas with greater heat exposure. Based on recent trends in California, in our study, we project workers' compensation claims due to heat-related illnesses will increase by more than 40% over the next decade.
1: And that is just California. As we said at the top, states, the federal government, they're also considering ways to try and reduce heat injury because the problem is not going away.
3: This episode was produced by Nikki Willett with engineering by James Willett. Dylan Sloan, check the facts. VLA is our senior producer. Kate can and Cannon edits the show. And The Indicator is a production of NPR.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics. Built to move in. Styled for life. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how
0: and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of
2: dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me.